welcome to another amazing episode of From the Couch Sports. Amazing. Amazing. I am Eric. I have with me the proud owner of a new AFL-style jersey, Josh Allen jersey. Karen Stack, how are you, Karen? Man, it is just super weird watching you do this live, and it's just as bad. Happy to be here, bud. I think it's worse. It might be worse. It's probably worse. You have also with you here tonight and with us, uh, Jerome Peterson, and it is always worse having you. Yeah, because I'm the best. I make you look bad. It's not a big deal. Uh, I also got a jersey, uh, Miles Garrett away, which is fantastic. He's the fucking man. You're welcome, bud. Thanks. A nice, loving Christmas exchange between the boys. Uh, Tell them about your jersey. The LaDainian Tomlinson Midnight Blue jersey. It's fucking sexy. It's electric. It is. Get wow. it. Bolts. Get wow. It. You should be ashamed of yourself. I'm not. You're not, ever. No, it's not even a little bit. It's a personal trait of yours. I'm so excited to have the three of us in a room like this again. He's going he's gonna to wear it just just the jersey like someone's girlfriend. Borrow it like that's like staying the night. You mean like my girlfriend? <laughs> like, yeah. like, like I wake up in the middle of the night to, to take a leak and all it's on is just the jersey. <laughs> 100 he's just here, Eric, Eric, Eric's, Eric's going to Winnie the Pooh this jersey for months. <laughs> You're, dude, wear a blindfold tonight when you sleep here. You're going to wake up in the middle of the night. He's going to be getting water. You're just going to see just like so just pale white ass cheeks underneath that midnight blue jersey. Nothing like a Polish ass at three in the morning. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. All right. We're laughing. But truly, it was one of the saddest weeks in the history of fantasy football this past week. I mean, between COVID, injuries, everything being incredibly disappointing. Um, truly, I, I think like words can't describe it. Uh We'll just go with this. Karen, how was your week? Bad. So far. I mean, yeah, how was your week I so mean, far? Yes, and my week so far has been not good. I uh, haven't looked at the ESPN or NFL leagues, which is silly because I've basically just dumped a lot of money into the <laughs> NFL league at this point. Uh, but in the league of record, who knows? Um, you know, God willing, DK Metcalf blows out his ACL, and I win this week in the league of record. You're a terrible person. Yeah, I know. Um <laughs> But, you know, Timmy Brady, shit the bed for me. Love him for that. Love you, bud. Um, but, yeah, it's looking like a more than probable 0-3 or a very lucky 1-2. Man, I am so jealous of whoever gets to play you in the playoffs in the league of record. It's going to be bad. Like, my team <laughs> sucks now. My team was the best. Like, I had the best team ever for nine weeks. Derrick Henry goes down. I accidentally drop Leonard Fournette. Who's injured now and would do me no good anymore, but whatever. He still would have won you a few weeks. He still would have. He would have won you a bunch more weeks, yeah. He wouldn't have won me a playoff game. You'd be you'd be fighting with Ted over the number one spot. I know I would. He railroaded this entire league. Wait, can we can we just stop for a second and talk, Jerome, about your dad, who in the worst fantasy week ever is still on pace for 170 points. Everyone else is like borderline 100. And this man has almost doubled that. Well, to be fair, in the NFL League, I have 147. Okay, we're not talking about that right now. Don't remember asking. Okay, <laughs> okay so good you, transition. You Jerome, losers can suck it. Jerome, how was your week? Uh, there, there, is, there is still a possibility that I could go four for four this week. Uh, I need the Eagles DST to do a little bit more work. I need... Fuck you. Uh, I also need uh, the Rams quarterback, Matt Stafford, to throw at least a touchdown. Which he just did. Oh, he just did. <laughs> to poop a cup of coffee. That's fantastic. And... I don't need anything to happen in the NFL League. I'm ahead by 40 points. Uh, yeah, God God works in mysterious ways. Good things are happening, Pete. 
Yeah. Um, my week is far more depressing. I mean, truly, like, once once I was ruled out of the League of Record playoffs, I, I, it's the worst. I've never actually been like this before with the League of Record, but I just didn't care. <laughs> I said I set a good lineup, and it went absolutely terribly, and I just couldn't have given less of a shit. Um, the ESPN League, Jerome and I facing off in the first week of the playoffs. Huge fuck of a week, right, Rome? I mean, it's down... I think we're 10... Fuck of a week. <laughs> it really was. It was just a huge fuck of a week. So, like, we're 10 points separated. There's some more things going on, but you know what? I'm really thankful. I've been thinking this, like, all day today and yesterday, and I'm just really thankful that it's a two-week playoff. Because this week was a fuck of a week. If it ends borderline equal, then it's just up to next week. When I don't think there's any way it could get worse. Right? Oh, it 100% could get worse. Uh, <laughs> it looks like there's, sure. a, there's still a whole wave of guys that are on the COVID list. Travis Kelsey just went on the COVID yes, list. Yes, he did. Yes. 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 Um, so, yeah, no. Travis the, Kelsey that... was on the COVID list. The entire Tampa Bay offense is hurt now. Yeah. Yes. And and for those, I I did hear that Tam that uh, Tom Brady is in Walmart parking lots trying to pick up people. Uh, <laughs> I so that's... so if you're in the Tampa Bay area and you have caught a football before, I think Tom gonna Brady go, wants you. I think they're going to go the Vince Papali way, and they're just going to do open tryouts <laughs> they, and they, see who can pick up. We're making these jokes, but we're, we're we're making these jokes, but they just signed Le'Veon Bell, which is pretty much the same thing. Oh boy, I mean, it's, man, it's... talk about showing a zero. State, you know, zero faith and confidence in Rojo. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Ow. they're doing literally whatever they can. Anyway, okay. Um, so that was last week, and we'll continue talking about last week. Now on to the player of the week. Oh my goodness, he has just huge thighs and just a powerful looking guy, and he has the finesse, and he has the moves, and he has the hands. Really complete young man. Do you think Cialis had something to do with that quote from him? I think like Cialis he was had all worked everything up. to do with that. I think I don't want to think about it at all. Because Chris Collinsworth excited is not a thing I want to think about. <laughs> I mean, excited, one thing, like erect. Like throbbing. What about Jack Collinsworth? How about none of the above? Um, <laughs> so, I will start it off. My player of the week. Uh, <clears throat> all of the players, pretty much, from the Chiefs-Chargers game... So, it feels like forever ago. I mean, it's Tuesday night, for those of you listening. <laughs> Whoever you are, thank you. Um, You're welcome. Thanks for hanging on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but seriously, I mean, Thursday night football last week feels like absolutely forever ago, and everyone showed up. I mean, Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert, Pat Mahomes is awesome, uh, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, you know, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, they were all great. And then afterward was the worst. I mean, it like I've already said, it was the worst. So everyone showing up and actually playing fantasy football or just real football, uh, converting to good fantasy things, that was awesome. And it was all downhill from there. Uh, Jerome, player of the week. So I would love to tell you all about Travis Kelsey, but I'm not going to tell you about Travis Kelsey. Instead, I'm going to take a second to talk about my boy, Duke Johnson, real quick. Uh, completely fucking like... Out of my ass, rabbit, just like, pick, I need to put somebody in. Winds up having 107 yards on 22 attempts, two rushing TDs, and one target, one reception for 20 yards. Absolutely went off, earned himself an actual contract. He is no longer on the on the uh, 
practice team he is going to be starting for Miami next week against New Orleans, who still has the second uh, second most effective running defense uh, against fantasy running backs. But uh, looking forward to it next week. Uh, may play him. I don't know. It's actually, I mean, it's actually, it, it lends itself to this week. And I mean, it's something I wanted to touch on a little bit, but it seems like, I feel like some people in the world in fantasy split down the middle where some people are loving this right now. It's absolute chaos. And it's just where some people are loving this, where it's absolute chaos. It's impossible to predict and everything like that. And some people absolutely hate it like myself, because (laughs) I mean, you talk about Duke Johnson getting hurt. Miles Gaskin picking up uh, the mantle. Travis Kelsey going on COVID IR, where you have to like start switching it up. You've had these players that you've trusted all year long, and they're just fading into nothingness right in the playoffs. Um, so the Miles Gaston thing just reminded me of that. Uh, Karen, your player of the week? So, yeah, my player of the week is going to be the sun god himself, Amon Ross St. Brown. <laughs> that's, that's what a fucking, I hope this guy makes it, because that nickname is making it. <laughs> yeah. All, I mean, all, all prayers we, be to him. When, when, you, when you name a kid after the Egyptian god of sun, he's got to do big things. Uh, and big things he did last week uh, for the Detroit Lions, surprisingly. Eight catches on 11 targets for 90 yards and a touchdown. He also had a rushing attempt for five yards. 23 fantasy points. He was the shining turd. That was my week this week. And that is my week thus far. You know, still fingers crossed. Uh, I hope DK Metcalf blows out his ACL and his other ACL, and also an MCL, and also I hope he gets COVID. Uh, mid-game. 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 It won't mid-game. affect him until next week anyway. <laughs> That's a good point. Amon Ra absolutely had an amazing game. Jared Gerf uh, is back <laughs> to MVP form, as Eric might say, <laughs> uh, against the, the best team in the NFC, apparently. But yeah, Amon Ra. The Lions are so fucking confusing. It's like It's like... They are doing their damnedest to do literally anything, and they are just the worst team possibly ever on paper. Like the no, no. Actually, the Jets, the Jets are quite literally, um, according to metrics and stats, they are one of the worst teams in the last twenty years defensively. According, well, I, I, oh, I know defensively. I'm saying like the Lions, like they, and 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 like the 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 Jets, the Lions are just. Doing what they need to do right now and just be ruiners. You know what's you know what's crazy about all this too is that the Lions are actually third overall in the draft pick right now because because they keep trying and doing their yep. damnedest. It's like for a team so needing of talent. Okay, so we're gonna move on now to the Super Soft Player of the Week. You dirty-eating piece of slime! You scum-sucking pig! You son of a motherless goat! All right, Jerome, go ahead and lead us off with your super soft player of the week. Try, like, fucking everybody. Uh, like, the whole league is super soft. I mean, there, there's too many to count. Um, so I'm just going to go with that. Uh, Tom Brady. Uh, we'll start there. Dude played, like, absolute dog shit. Like, it's, it, it, honestly, he should be embarrassed. So, okay, so I didn't, I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch the game, but, like, I don't know... When the injuries happened to Mike Williams and Chris Godwin, but I mean it's an honest question. I think it's an honest question. 
little, little departure quote. Uh, it's an honest question, but like, do you still expect the same thing from him without? I mean, these are two great receivers getting injured, right? So Mike Mike Evans uh, was was listed as minor hamstring. He will probably be back this week. Um, Godwin is uh, Dunsky MCL. Went on at ACL as they they originally. So he's done for the season. Um, they have plenty of weapons. I think they're, they're. Do I think they're going to make a playoff run? I don't give a shit if they make a playoff run. Fuck them. They could all die in a plane crash on week eighteen. Doesn't matter because my fantasy season will be over by then. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't to know. be fair. <laughs> to be fair, I, all I'm saying is, like when Aaron Rodgers played that one game against the Cardinals and all of, everyone was hurt and like no one's no one's playing. I think he still had a much better fantasy day than Tom did. All I'm saying is. If, if if all your players get hurt, like you would expect, still from more results, it was it was pretty god awful. Um, Karen, go ahead with your super soft player of the week. So super soft player of the week, Michael Pittman Jr. <clears throat> uh, coming off the bye week, uh, he really hasn't been performing to what he has been in the past uh, the past fucking fourteen weeks. Oh, well, not the past decade. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I mean the you know Indy got the win obviously as we saw they absolutely absolutely made mincemeat of the Patriots defense which he had no part of I don't know if it was a game script thing or if he just didn't have a thing I really don't know what it was because I was watching the game and it just seemed like the game script really didn't fit him that week for whatever reason at home indoors I feel like that's when you throw the ball but. I mean, hey, what do I know? I'm just some, I'm just some dude on a podcast yelling into the abyss. With a really, I mean, I mean, with a really great penis. Appreciates that about you. <laughs> and no one appreciates it about you. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, Carson Wentz attempted 12 passes. You can't predict that. You can yeah. liter- You literally can't. There's no guessing that, right? Like, I think. I think, honestly, it was just a situation where Indianapolis leaned into the whole Bill is going to try to shut down the best part of our offense, and... He wasn't able to. Yeah, he wasn't able to, right? Um, so, but I mean, Pittman has been... While while Jonathan Taylor's star has risen, Pittman has faded because they For sure. they have not been passing the ball nearly as much, and I think it's it's a pretty wild thing. Um, but what's nuts is like, like, I don't know, kind of like in that vein is like, I don't know. You, you know that Belichick is going to try and attack Jonathan Taylor. Why wouldn't you throw it then? That's what's like pissing me off about the whole thing. Is like Because he's better than that. Well, no. I mean, because, because Indy had control of the game. That's, that's how it goes. I mean, they didn't need to do it. For most yeah. of the game, I think Indy went up 17 to nothing <laughs> and maybe 20 to nothing. And then, then New England started to come back. But really, it's like... Did Carson Wentz need to pass the ball? Clearly not, because I think there was even a moment on, in the broadcast when they said that Frank Reich uses uh, uses kind of a, he keeps the stats in front of him and he look he likes to look at what his balanced attack is, and for someone who's so focused on that and he's only passing the ball twelve times, I mean clearly it's because he didn't feel the need to. So my super soft player of the week, I mean besides what Jerome said, which was everyone. Uh, for me, really, it was Joe Burrow. Um, yeah. Joe's, Joe's had a great season. Joe has a 6% touchdown percentage, which is 
abnormal. For those of you playing at home, it's like nor- I think the average is 4.2%. Uh, Joe's throwing at 6%. But when you really look at the Bengals offense and you say to yourself, well, who am I going to choose the super soft? Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, C.J. Uzama, uh, Joe Mixon. It really all comes down to Joe Burrow not being able to move the sticks. Dude passed, dude had 22 pass attempts, threw for 156 yards. But the thing about Joe Burrow throwing for 156 yards is he had one deep ball to Tyler Boyd. If you remove that, then he attempted 21 passes for 100 yards. So I know Denver is a good defense, fourth overall in yards allowed. I think they're like really good in pass defense allowed. And I know it was in Denver, but still, Joe, that's super soft, man. You're you're the first overall pick from a year ago. You're having a pretty good season, and you let everyone down in fantasy. I mean, I started T. Higgins in two different leagues and Jim, uh, Joe Mixon, and you're not doing anyone any favors, brother. Thank God we did it, guys. We did it. We got we got over last week's review. Let's let's look forward. It's over now. We can we can finally like the sun is rising again. We're looking it, it only took forty five minutes. <laughs> Nineteen, if you will. Uh, all right, so let's get into the player to watch. Mr. Bergen, do you have a massive erection? Really? Yes, I do. Um, Kieran, who do you have a massive erection over? <laughs> it's funny because I really didn't know who to pick coming into this, and I stared at it for a long time before I figured out who, and then it kind of just came during this uh, this game we're watching right now. Miles Sanders. Having a fucking day. Mm. Uh, or a night, as I should say. Um, he's playing really, really well tonight against Washington. Their schedule coming forward isn't... Yeah, they're at home against the Giants next. So... Player, player to watch, Miles Sanders, man, because if you watch what the Cowboys did to him, they made mincemeat out of him. You know, the Eagles will at least make, you know, chop meat out of him. I mean, truly, the Eagles are right in the heat of the, like, seventh, sixth spot in the playoff race. Like, when it comes down to that point, you're kind of done taking risks, right? Like, you're kind of, you're going to play it conservative. You're going to win the games that you should win. And the Eagles are a good rushing attack. Miles Sanders is for sure their best rusher. I mean, you can say Jalen Hurts all you want, and that's fine, and I get it. But it's easier for a quarterback to be efficient running the ball than a running back. And I think the Eagles are best served going to that attack. I mean, Jerome, you're like the resident Eagles fan here. What are your thoughts? He's like the resident Eagles fan. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize I was up against anyone else. <laughs> There's uh, no one else the Tell me. Tell me who they are and set up the octagon. <laughs> no. Uh, no. The, I've been. I mean, you're wearing a Miles Sanders jersey right now. <laughs> no one's more excited about the per- prospectus of the rest of the season. Um, I've been saying that they have. The line is really good at running the ball. They make huge holes. And it just gets better as the game goes on, as the defensive line gets tired. It's, uh, what else is there to say? They can make some magic happen. 
I, I, I agree. Um, so for me, my player to watch is going to have to be uh, Mr. Kyler Murray. Last week, he was one of the weirdest situations out of the whole the whole week. I mean, now here's a guy who, yes, <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins, he goes out with an injury. He's done for the season. But really, everyone else on the Cardinals was healthy. And yet, they go to Detroit, and they get absolutely slapped in the dick. So... Oh, they get, they get smashed. Yeah, so this week, he plays the Indianapolis Colts. And last year, and even the year prior, when it was Kyler's rookie year, I mean, it felt like a team that was crying out for someone to save them and save the season and make it all come together. Like, truly, like... I like to pick players who are in tough situations where the situation demands that they play really, really well. And this Indianapolis defense just shut down the Patriots, who are having a great run. So I look for Kyler to be absolutely on fire um, and carry this team to victory when they need him to. So that's that's my pick. Uh, who are they playing next week? They play the Colts in Indy. <sighs> now they're about to get their shit kicked in. There's absolutely no fucking... <laughs> No, no. The Colts are riding high after beating the Patriots. They're going to absolutely decimate the the Redbirds. There's no fucking way. Kyler Murray's going to get his shit kicked in. Okay. And I'm going to start the, the Indianapolis defense, and I'm going to tell you when they're my player of the week next week because they're going to absolutely <laughs> ravage him. So we're going to talk about uh, my player to watch. It's going to be Cordero Patterson. Um Atlanta it is be every week. Yes. Well, actually, the last two weeks he hasn't yeah. really played all that well. But next week he is up against. I just had it up. Oh yeah, he's up against Detroit. Wow, that's a golden opportunity. That is a golden opportunity. It was for the Cardinals too. Yeah. Yeah, but you have to. You have, okay, but here's the thing: the Detroit was going into that game like we're gonna punch this number one NFC like True. team in the mouth. They're gonna, they're gonna underestimate Atlanta. They're not gonna walk into Atlanta like, oh, we're gonna we're the underdogs here. It's like what what happens when you put two underdogs in a cage together? They're gonna be like, oh, which one of us is gonna suck more? Or, I don't know. Let me let me just say this. I mean, honestly, if we're picking that game, I would pick Detroit because I think Detroit's they're not underestimating anyone. I think yeah, golf's on the COVID list, so I'm 100 percent underestimating. Them. Oh God, see, this is what I'm saying. It's so fucking impossible. Well, you need to listen to the fucking podcast and you need to pay attention. <laughs> not our podcast. No free ads. <laughs> I say the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they don't know who we stole our format from. Uh, Cooper Cup over 100 yards again. Not a big deal. Um, it's not. As long it's as Matthew <laughs> uh, is uh, throwing it, that's fine. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, let's head into my favorite topic of the week, every week, all season long, the game of the week. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. All right. This is not happy news. This is more sad news. And the sad news is <sighs> Jerome went 3-0 last week. He is now tied for the season lead 
I'm still going to list Kieran out first. Uh, who is? <laughs> who is? <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> um, uh, so, guys, it tastes so good when it touches your lips. It it will never touch my lips. Thank you very much. Uh, so, <laughs> so the both of them are 25 and 21. I have fallen very far, and I am 23 and 24. Um, so it's time to take risks, and I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. At New England this week, ever since they played two weeks ago, I think these two teams are on very different paths. So the Bills just took care of business against the Panthers. Tough opponent? No. But still, over 30 points scored. Uh, in a Oh, very- yeah, you guys needed a confidence game. That's for sure. Well, you guys, I'm not a Bills fan. That's Karen. Okay. Look over there. But... Uh, do you want your family to disown you? Is that what this is? Is that what this podcast has all been about for the past three, four years? No, that's what my life has been about for the past ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. In case you didn't know. <laughs> uh, so, currently New England is favored by two and a half points. They just suffered a very difficult loss against the Colts. And I'm going to go with New England. I think that they... Figure it out. They're back home now. Uh, they have a little bit of a longer week. And truly, I think that New England's got them shook a little bit with their game plan from two weeks ago when it was the run 45 times, pass three times attack. The truth of it is, Sean McDermott doesn't have uh, eyes on what Mac Jones is capable of doing, not in his own game because he only saw three attempts against him. So I will take New England. Boys, who you got? I'm going to go Buffalo. Got to risk it for the biscuit. You got to risk it for the biscuit. And, I mean, going against Eric isn't what I would call risking it in the conventional term. Um, I'd say it's, you know, smart gambling. But I'm going to go – I'm going to go with the Bills – I think they're coming off of a win that they desperately needed, and I think they can ride that. I think they can ride that momentum going into New England, uh, in weather that's not nearly as cold as Buffalo, because they're soft out east of uh, out east of Connecticut. But yeah, Bills all the way. Tall guy Josh Allen, he's gonna do call, tall guy things. Dude, can I just say there's a whole quarter left of football left to play in this Eagles Washington football team. If you think they're not going to get another sack and Stafford isn't going to throw any more yards, you're fucking high. Kiss the ESPN goodbye, Lee, goodbye. You're done for the season. Sit down. We have Sit a down. whole other week to play, and Sit my down. team is so much better than yours. Sit down. So much better. All right, my pick is going to be the Patriots. Here's why. Although the Bills did get a, did get a conference game beating the Panthers, uh, they definitely suffered... Um, and, and, you know, the Patriots suffering a loss puts him in a position. I think Bill is going to want to clap back in the hardest way, um, and they're going to make an example of them at home. Um, I take the Patriots. I'm not happy about it, but that's what it is. No one ever is. All right, Joe, go ahead with your game. 
So boys, my game of the week, um, sitting here delivering over it. Um, I'm picking this one not because it's a necessarily a great game, but it is interesting for this division. And it's going to be the Panthers uh, versus the Bucks. The Bucks are going to be at Carolina for this one, uh, not because either team is you know necessarily great, but the Pan- the Panthers uh, have an opportunity to strike a blow at a Bucks team that everybody is saying is going to be a Super Bowl returner, but suffering all the injuries that they've had this past week, it's going to be really interesting. Um, looking at the line for right now, oh yeah, this point spread is uh, minus eleven for the Bucks. I don't think it's going to be quite that, that big. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be quite that big. What are you doing? You picked a game with a, a spread of 11? There's so going to be a lot of implications. No, okay. I'm trying to pick a game that is going to be interesting, and I don't think the line is that is going to be that big. I think it's going to be a lot closer. I don't think it is either. You're right. That's all I'm trying to say. I don't think it's going to be that big. I think, I think Tampa Bay is going to struggle, and I think if, if anybody... I am taking... Let me put it like this. Are you going to take Sam Darnold or are you going to take Tom Brady? Because Sam Darnold is starting. Is he? Yes, he is. I'm He's... taking... Okay, okay. After some quick deliberation, <laughs> I am taking <laughs> Tom Brady. I'm taking Tom Brady and Bucks and, and Gronk with the Bucks for the win. But the margin is going to be a lot smaller than 11 points. I'm going to say it's only going to be 3-7. to seven. We're not betting the spread here, bro. Like... Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with you there, bud. Uh, I think it's gonna be Tampa Bay. Um, I don't know. I, I will say this though. I do think. What was it? Eleven and a half. Eleven and a half is high, especially given the injuries that Tampa Bay has had. But yeah, it's it's Tampa Bay. Okay, so let's let's be clear. Pick Obviously, Carolina. Pick Carolina. I dare you. Well, I almost <laughs> I almost have to. Um, the truth is, is that I really. At this point, I, I almost need to pick the same as you guys both so it can stay in line. Uh, to be clear, for those playing at home, Mike Evans, 50 50, uh, possibly more unlikely to play than likely. Uh, Godwin, obviously, out for the season. They're likely to start Antonio Brown again. Leonard Fournette is out for the next couple weeks, so it will be Rojo. But it's still Tom Brady against Sam Darnold. I, it's. <laughs> it's not. It's not close. I will take Tampa. Uh, I, the the Panthers are perhaps one of, if not the most dysfunctional teams. Limpolis. They started out four and zero, and I think they're currently at six wins and whatever, like six and nine or something ridiculous. Like this is a really bad football team right now. Probably shouldn't be, but they are. So yeah, Bucks. Karen, go ahead with your name. So, my game of the week this week is going to be Indianapolis Colts traveling out west against the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals right now are favored only by one. It's probably one of the tighter spreads uh, for week 16. But the Colts have a Jonathan Taylor. The Arizona Cardinals may have a baby legs. But to quote Robert Downey Jr., we have a Jonathan Taylor. And I think Jonathan Taylor and the Colts are going to absolutely run it down the throat of Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals this week. Strictly because 
Arizona showed obviously a lot of weaknesses this week against Detroit, and I think that Indy is still a very good football team with a very scary defense. And I think that's going to be tough for Kyler and the and the Arizona office to deal with. Okay, now now we're back to talking good football. Um, <laughs> so this is one of those really interesting matchups where the Colts, I think, are try like, and keep it under five minutes. The Colts are like <laughs> six and two over the last eight games. The Cardinals uh, have lost. Their last two games against the Rams and then against the Detroit Lions. And this is a team, like I mentioned earlier, who over the last couple years has faltered down the stretch. Uh, probably a team who was an upstart all throughout the year, too. So I really got to believe here that I, I picked him as my player to watch. So I'm going to have to go with the, the Cardinals. Um, I got to believe that Kyler's got more to him than what we've seen. So I will take the Cardinals um, and, I don't know, hope and pray that something works out. Uh, Jerome? Yeah, I'm going to take the Cardinals. No. (laughs) Fuck that. (laughs) Take the Colts. (laughs) No, no. They're fucking... They're as high as King Kong on cocaine right now after beating the Patriots. They're going to fucking run through the Redbirds. There's no fucking shot. You're a moron. I, so I, I honestly I like think that. it's... I honestly think it's uh, it's one of those situations where they are going to be emotionally spent after putting Sorry, it all up there. He's going to do a dissertation on what I just said for five minutes. No, I just think you're wrong. I think you're a moron. <laughs> Who came back from a huge deficit? I don't want to talk about it. No one came back. I don't care. Fuck him. It was Jerome. (laughs) Who never gave up first place? I was this guy. (laughs) You okay? First of all, I started off with first place. Not the point. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, but but you you gave it up. I never gave it up. Are you in third place now? So we're gonna move on to the uh, state your case. Make sure not to edit that out. (laughs) We're gonna move on to the state your case, Uh, and it is mine. All right, here is the heater. Uh, This is something I have been thinking about now for the better part of two years, and especially this year. Here's the thing with fantasy football that I think needs to be fixed or looked at in most leagues and isn't even being discussed at all. So when you set your lineup, the goal every time is to score the most points in the league, or at least... That you possibly can. So the fact that... Oh, you're breaking some real big ground there, Copernicus. Wow, that's good. Holy fuck, is that how sports works? So the thing is... Is is that that how fantasy sports works? The thing is... Have we been fucking it up this whole time, bud? (laughs) Wait, you don't want the... This isn't golf? I don't want the low score? Okay, thank you, golf guy. Uh, So the thing is, is that (laughs) you and another team in the league of record are bottom third... or I'm sorry, excuse me. You're 10th and 11th in points four, and yet you are locked into fantasy points. Here's what I am saying. There is another scoring format, there's another standings format that should be adopted by most leagues, and that is a two-way of scoring, uh, I'm sorry, of getting ahead in the standings, which is you win if you win your matchup, 
And then you win again if you are in the top half of the scoring in the league. So, for instance... Dude, you did a state your case on this last year. No, I didn't. I just no, talked I about it. No, we talked talk about this. I'm saying this is... I didn't do a state your case about this. This is what I'm saying is that the fact of the matter is the fact if it's just if it's just matchup based, it's not covering the full scope of fantasy football. If your team is scoring more than other people, and you're just like, oh man, well, sucks to suck, you got a bad matchup. No, that's not that's not it at all. That's not what the point is. You just like, that's what every sport is. No, it you isn't. Can, you can score as many points as you want. If the other team's better than you, they score more points, you lose. But you can't play defense against your opponents. You can't actually you can't actually defend with the so other how opponent. Would you, how would you play defense? So you, you wouldn't. All you would do So why are we even talking about playing defense against your opponent? We're not, because that's the whole thing. That's why that's why the matchup based only standings doesn't make sense. There's nothing you could do against your opponent. So what's the other way? The other way is to say that if you score above the top half of the rest of the league in points for that week, that you get a win there. Now, let's say you win your matchup again. So now you're 2-0. Why do I feel this is a situation that would only benefit Eric? It wouldn't. Okay, that's a good point. You also would be in the playoffs right now. This is what I'm saying. Players, Kieran's brother would be in the playoffs right now. Your dad would still be number one overall. What it does is it takes out the teams that are lucking into victories because the matchup just worked out for them. So just because their players had a really good day doesn't mean they should get a win? No, just just because they played... No, that's not it at all. It's, it's, if, you're, if your team scores more points than other teams in the NFL or in, in the league, then it should count for something. That's the entire point of what you're doing. Is This sounds terribly like... A system put in place by someone who was pissed off that they didn't win their league. Last year. Does that sound like, does that sort of say? Last year. I should have won the, if we changed the scoring format to the way I want it, I would have won the league this year. That's what it, now I'm not saying you're saying that, but it sounds like a scoring system that someone like that would put up. But see, okay, so last year I did this and the top four teams who would have worked out in this standing bracket that I'm talking about went to the playoffs, except, except for one. And one team was like 10 points different than the fifth overall team. Like, it's a hit. The team that won the championship was the team that had the best record. So, this is what I'm saying. It's like the points four bracket, it should matter more. It should affect your standings over the course of a season. I mean, it matters quite a bit. It matters for for for, for tiebreakers. Just for tiebreakers, though. Yeah. Just, well, no, no, because record matters more. Record matters more can than anything else. Can I ask you an honest question? Yeah. Why doesn't the NFL use this scoring system? Because it's not nearly the same thing. Because in the NFL, there is defense. Because in the NFL, you can prevent your other so the, how, your opponent how from is, scoring. How is, how, is this, how is this scoring system playing defense? It's not. You can't play so defense. Why do, you keep, the, why do you keep bringing it up? I keep bringing it up because if your opponent has a lucky day in which they score their season high and you lose... That that shouldn't matter as much. If you still were like the second highest score scoring team in in the league that week, right? But then you just lost because you came up against a lucky opponent okay. who scored more points than you. Right. right. So then, so then they're higher up than you because they scored more points. Right. So you should get so you should get one loss for losing the week, and you should get one win for being top half so what, points no. scored. But you shouldn't get a whole win for winning more than six teams. For scoring more points than six teams. 
You could be the you could be the you could be the fourth highest scorer that week, and you just get a win for that. Karen, what are you trying to do every week? You're trying score to score the most points. Score the most points, right? And if you didn't get it, so then, then, so then, so then, if you're scoring the most points, right? That's the number one. But you're objective. not. But you're not. If you if you lost your matchup, you probably didn't score the most points in your league. If you if you win your matchup, you took you should be top half anyway, right? If you win your matchup, you should already be in the top fifty percent. Now, let's say that you have an abnormal week. Now you're definitely in the top half, and you win your week. Let's say your opponent has an abnormal week, but you still did what you were supposed to do. Your team, you you started and sat the right players. You did exactly what you're supposed to do. You're still top half in scoring. Your opponent just got really fucking lucky, and there's nothing you could do about that. Why are you penalized with just a straight-up L? So that sounds like sports. Uh, that's, but that these, sounds like how sports are played. But you can have you can sports. have the you can have the best week of your life. You can play your fucking heart out. You can score the second most points in the league that you play in, but the team that you played beat you. That's sports. You lose. But Karen, this is not sports. It's fantasy football. Fantasy mm-hmm. football is not football. It's you based on a sport. It's based on a sport. It's also based on a ton of luck. A ton of luck. There's there's simply nothing you can I mean, do sometimes. You're right. And okay. So, so the drone might lose tonight let's, let's because there's simply out. nothing you can out. do. How significant is your data? Let's talk let's talk nerd shit. How significant is your data? How significant would it be a change to the league to a league if someone did this scoring system? It would be pretty significant. You just, said, you just said before, the people that made the playoffs would have made the playoffs anyway. The people this year who would make the playoffs would be two out of the four teams who would make the playoffs. The other two would be very far down. Because they, because they simply lucked into it. That's what I'm saying. The matchups worked out down the stretch where Cross and Karen, for instance, won games that just kind of worked out. Meanwhile, putting out 90 points a game, 100 points a game... They wouldn't have won against over half the league. And but they yet, weren't playing just, half the league. And yet, it just... They were playing one team. Right. But there's nothing you can do about your opponent scoring points. There's nothing you can do about it. There's no defense. So it's not about sports. It's not about football. It's not about preventing the other team from scoring points like it is we're watching right now. It's simply about you doing what you can. If you're doing everything that you can, if you're hitting your projections and you're surpassing them and you're making the right starts... That's all you can do. So what you're saying is you want me to add defensive players to the to the league. No, <laughs> no that is not what I'm saying. Wouldn't that be adding defense? Uh, you 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 said the, the whole I'm thing not, about I'm playing not, defense. You cannot add. De- I'm saying I'm saying because you cannot add defense. That's what I'm saying. Because you cannot add defense in fantasy football. So this is like adding defense. No, it's like. Attributing it to what you actually should be attributing fantasy football to, which is all offense. That's all it is. All you can do is be offensive about your game plan. You can't prevent your opponent. So from let me ask you. Points. So let me ask you this. So all, right, all, all of the right. all the all the fantasy football formats. Why doesn't why did none of them use this? Well, it is it is a growing format that people are starting to use, okay. but it's not it's not growing as fast as it should be. Why do you think that is? So is communism because. <laughs> That's not, well, that's not true. But I mean, <laughs> comrade, comrade, 
You may have won, but you didn't win with enough points. You're going back to the gulag. You, you okay? You even though you you lost, you lost with tons of points. So you come, you come, you you spend the night. Here's some vodka. Enjoy. I, I'm saying this because it's not it's not a proper attribution. It's not a proper attribution to what actually happens in fantasy football. So what is actually happening in fantasy football? Communism. You put players in a lineup hoping that they score the most points. Yes. Okay. And you hope they score more points than your opponent does. Sure. Okay. And So if they don't do that, then what happens? You lose. You could still win, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, see, okay, see, this is, this is, the thing. <laughs> you see, Jerome, when you say it, it sounds dumb. <laughs> it is dumb. It is dumb, because it's not like the NFL where you say, like, all you can do is play your schedule. Like, it's not like that. Actually, because... all you can do is play your schedule in the Fantasy Football League. Right, but that doesn't make sense. There's literally nothing you could do to prevent the other team from scoring points. So, what does it matter Do you want me to let you pick your own schedule next year? No, that's not, oh. again, that's not what I'm saying. You, I wasn't going to do it. I was just asking. You should. Let, you him, guys, let him pick his own schedule and then watch him come you guys, again. You guys really don't get what I'm trying to say? You don't, I'm you getting, don't get this at all? I'm saying, I'm say, saying, I'm saying it's, it. a way, it's a way for people to hold their breath and stamp their feet about a season that didn't end as well as they wanted it to. And, 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 like, and say, in, like, I would have made the playoffs if this was different. Listen, man, I would have made the playoffs if certain guys didn't get hurt. I would have made the playoffs if this didn't happen. I would have made the playoffs if this didn't happen. Saying that if we did this scoring format, I would have made the playoffs. No, if we had done a half-point PPR, whole, if we had done no PPR whatsoever, the league would I'm, look completely different. That's not different. what I'm saying at all. That's not what I'm saying at all. The best teams I'm not saying that's league, what you're saying. And that's what it sounds like. The best teams in the league are the teams that score the most points. That's what I'm saying. That's, that is what makes your team good in fantasy football, right? Right now, that's not being rewarded at all. It's just matchup based, which is luck. It's not but about. But that's what fantasy football has been for decades. That years. doesn't make it right. Okay. We allowed. We, we we started to put in three point shots in, in NBA. Right. We started to like make adaptations to other leagues. Right. We started to do the TH and baseball. We should add a three point shot to the NFL. We should. Somebody <laughs> call. Somebody call Roger. <laughs> Get Roger on the phone right now. Roger, what's going on? It's Jerome with From the Couch Sports. Eric, no, I got a killer idea. Eric thinks we should add three-point shots. No, 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 not like field goals. Not like field goals. Like, like a dunking contest. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I thought it sounded stupid, too. But, you know, I wanted to get you on the line. I want to be the first one on this. We want kickers to die. Uh, he, is, uh, he, he hung up out. on me. Damn it. Eric, Eric, I'll, 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 sum, it up like, I'll sum it up like this. The Please. guy who's currently in, what, ninth place in uh, our league? Me? Yeah. Tenth. Tenth. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> The guy, the, I want accuracy. I'm not going to be in 10th no. place after I beat you. Fair. The man who is currently in 10th place in our league, who would probably be higher if your rule was implemented, does not is not convinced. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I cannot be convinced. I, I just, I don't get it. It's not about beating your opponent only. It's about scoring yes, the most. Yes, it is. That's what every sport has always about been ever. Okay. I don't agree. I mean, I mean, that's fair. So, all right, boys, we're going to start a new segment, and the fans. Uh, we're going to do a little mini draft at the end of every episode on some real-life shit. So, obviously, it is December 21st. This first draft we're going to do is going to be drafting holiday traditions. It's going to be a snake-style draft. 
We'll do two to three rounds, depending on how it goes. I'm going to start this one off. Holiday traditions. We're going to stick to Christmas. That seems awfully racist. So racist. <laughs> Number one for me is going to be decorating the tree. For me, putting up the ornaments before Christmas. Just uh, say it. Don't talk about it because this is going to be another hour long. I think it's the best. You put on the music. You decorate the tree. You bring the tree home. I think it's the absolute best. Everyone's super happy. That's me. All right. I'm going to go second, and I'm going to one up yours right now. Oof. Cutting down the tree. Because mm. any schmuck can just go buy a tree. It's true. Anyone can do that. You can go to Lowe's. They sell trees. You can go to A&P or whatever grocery stores are now. Because I'm old, and I think A&P is still a grocery store. It's not. But going to, going to a tree farm, picking the tree out, chopping it down with your dad, going and getting a hot chocolate or a hot apple cider, that's Christmas. That's my one overall. All right, Drum, you got the snake here. Go ahead. Getting drunk and fighting with your family members over dinner. That's uh, I mean, because you got, you got everybody right there. I mean, <clears throat> you know what I mean? Just line them up. Yeah, just, you know. <laughs> Airing of grievances, you know. Yeah, these are happy little these little, are happy Seinfeld, little Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Um, uh, number two so is uh, for first first pick, second round for me is definitely uh, leaving cookies and milk out for Santa Claus. That's a that's a very solid one. Karen, go ahead. Two two very solid ones, just no, wait, because wait, wait, like you only get one. No, I'm saying he had two very solid oh, ones. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Rome, two very solid ones, especially the the very Irish Christmas of just mm. airing shit out. That's a, as, about as Irish as it gets. But I'm going to say in the same vein as leaving the milk and cookies out is eating those milk and cookies when you're the older sibling and your younger siblings still believe in Santa Claus because it's free cookies and everyone loves free cookies. Your dad, your dad's a real peach because my dad never let that shit slide. That, never. Was, that shit was gone in the morning. Yep. Wow. It's amazing that the older siblings got to do that. Your family no. was broken. Yeah. No, we got to do it because I was like, if you don't let me, I'm just gonna tell everybody. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna joker that shit and just burn it all down. You're a scumbag. <laughs> wow. You're a bad person. <laughs> Some men just want to watch the world burn. Yeah. Wow. The look of fear on his face when they just hit him. <laughs> oh my god. I think I just came. Well, okay. So. I, I never thought this one was going to get back to me. I'm very proud. I'm very happy. Uh, when you're a kid, or as an adult, I can say this as a dad, uh, when the kids come out and see what Santa left you, that is the number one. Like Besides, besides decorating the tree for me. That was me, number one? No, besides We're in that. in the second round. Besides <laughs> that, that would be my number two, is the kids coming out and seeing what Santa left. That's like... Top fucking notch. That there's no better feeling as a dad or or as know, a kid. Like and, when you yeah. like when you come down the stairs, you come down the hall and you see it all like Yes. That there's there's nothing better. It's that's that's real magic right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh Okay. I mean boys, do we have anything else to add? So I I have an honorable mention, and my honorable mention is uh is the surprise gift. And for for those of you who didn't or don't know what that is, it's, there's always like the one gift that's like, it's always like the big one for like 
all of the siblings or it's sitting out in the garage because your dad didn't feel like bringing it in yeah it's it's in the garage it's in the basement it's hidden somewhere else it's the the puppy the the animal you got but whenever it's it's like the end of christmas and you're sitting there and like you just like you look at your mom and she's got this look on her face and she just goes oh wait a minute i think there might be one more and then it's like you guys better go down and check the garage or check the basement you go down it's like the foosball table or the air hockey table or the paint like the the Ooh, big air shit. hockey's clutch yeah the, the air hockey table i got with the had all 32 nhl teams like on like an index card that you could put in the scoreboard that was that shout was out, shit shout out mama and papa stack for that one yeah no they were <laughs> that was that was a big one for me and it was a bunch, of, awesome. bunch of real life heroes right there <laughs> Like that was like that was always like the big one. If we were going into the third round, that's that's absolutely huge. That's That's three one. That's three one for sure. Here's another honorable mention for you folks. Uh, The look on Dad's face when he sees the presents for the first time too. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! Oh, what'd you get? What'd you get? Hold it it? up! I can't see it. Oh, you got it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I bought that. Thanks, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Hold it up for your mother so she can take a photo. Yeah, yeah, Dad. Because yeah, when I'm 35, we're gonna want to go through that with my fiance. Thank you. <laughs> and this is what I got on my seventh Christmas, and this is what I got on my eighth Christmas. Honey, I don't want to look at these anymore. Yeah, uh, we took them. Somebody needs to see them. <laughs> I would. I mean, am I right? <laughs> You're not wrong. I think. I think the one. The one that I would. I would end with uh, would be opening up. The gifts like from their like wrappings and like playing with them when you're a kid like you you get all these big toys and like you can finally like play with them and like build your lego sets or like plug in the game for the first time if it was a video game you know like that was that was a big fucking deal you know like that first moment where okay you open the gift and that's great but like now you can actually like you know play with the gift so okay that was it. I think that was a, a rousing success. I mean, besides, we could even cut out the entire Stager case, and that one could just, like, take the place of it I entirely. want you to know that I want you to save the entire Stager case for propriety. <laughs> I think I'm right. Oh, no, fine. I'm leaving it in. Everyone's going to know you're wrong. I'm not wrong. It's just, it's just radical thinking. It's fine. I've got, I've I, think you need to, I think you need to spend the next 365 days thinking of how to explain it better and then bring it up next year. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know who is a and favorite. I, I you, know, you know, who, you know who is in, in very big favor of radical thinking. Karl Marx. Bingo. <laughs> Karl yeah. Marx. Comrade. So what if you didn't win? You still won. Because <laughs> well, when you when we all win, you win. Well, that's and a, when you win, we all win, and that's what Madarash is about, and yeah. that's why we won the Cold War. I mean, what? <laughs> well. You know what's funny about that is Jerome's going to lose his matchup this week against me in the uh, ESPN League. It's uh, all right. I still live next week. I can't wait to break out the Aaron Rodgers. I own you. I still fucking own you. I've always owned you after my sixth victory against you this year uh-huh. alone. Yeah. Everyone, enjoy your week 16. Go Except Rams. Eric. You just won. I appreciate you, boys. Boys, say goodnight. Boys, say goodnight. Jerome, enjoy your 11.2 points to beat me this week. (laughs) Jerome, say goodnight. Goodnight. Goodnight.